0: Welcome to Mixed Company. Bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. All right, guys. Welcome back to Mixed Company. We are rounding out our final interviews for the conference. Day two has been nothing short of amazing, very uh, informative, very educational. (laughs) very emotional, um, and all kinds of things. So much so that folks are walking around with bottles in their bags. And no, for once, it is not me. For no. once, it I is not that me. Is. No, we didn't do that. No one's doing that. No. So I wanna, I wanna be sure to welcome you guys um, to two of our guests. We ex- anticipated one, and then Christmas came early, and we got to. We have Nazarandi here, and we have Alana Gorbatuk. Not Gorbachev, because your girl was not going to get her anybody's name wrong and get cussed out today. Ladies, welcome to welcome, Mixed welcome, Company. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for so having us. Happy to be here. No problem. So I'll start Already? with Nines. No, it's great. If you don't mind, us can you tell us a little bit about you, where you work, your background, and then Alana, you'll take the mic uh, and do the same. Just got to hold the mic a little close sure like like you like nines like queens like I got it. check i know like, yeah. definitely
1: mm. um i know about that
0: a little bit <laughs> not
1: gonna wrap today though no but, okay because yeah. that was ready listen <laughs> it was gonna be good
0: i'm sure that comes up a lot <laughs> yeah. it
1: will come yeah. people actually just I put think, a hot
0: little verse yeah.
1: <laughs> never heard it um i also want to say bottle is not mine Um, (laughs) Listen,
0: I will claim responsibility if need be, but then I need a cup, that's it.
1: Um, So good to be here, Uh, my name is Naz Arandi, Um, I was born and raised in Iran, uh, in this little region called Middle East. I moved to. Also, state. never heard of it. Never heard of that one, right? It's not in the news or not, anything, in not. like everyday. Um, and uh, so I moved uh, out west when I was nineteen years old. Um, uh, it was sort of by choice, not really by choice, but it ended up working out like everything else in life. And uh, I've been living and working in three different continents, and uh, sometimes in advertising, sometimes not um and uh i'm currently uh working at airbnb as a creative director Whew. that's kind of a big deal but yeah. i appreciate it that
0: you said it it's <laughs> a real big deal yeah, exactly. uh, okay I, it was that's a big, all. I mean, it,
1: like it, it's a big deal for me too i okay, don't good. take it lightly i'm good. very grateful to be there yes good yes <laughs> all right and alana do you mind
0: introducing yourself to our listeners
2: Yes, absolutely. And also, I'm going to say this again is that I refer to Naz as the mother, the creative mother of unicorns, because that's yes. what she makes. Yes. Yes. And they yes. are. <laughs> I have the bottle. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we actually just met um, two weeks ago, and I think it was just one of those things that was like meant to be, um, because we realized that maybe our weird experience, like, of crossing continents and going through things, um, just like gave our styles some similitude and how we lead um, and thrive. Uh, So uh, I guess similarly but very different um, from Naz, Uh, I was born in uh, Soviet Russia and uh, we were refuseniks, which is like a refugee, um, so uh, we weren't allowed to leave, we ended up leaving illegally uh, from, from Soviet Russia, and um, uh, we left and we were living all over Europe, so uh, Austria, I spent a large chunk of time in Italy uh, where um, I think art was kind of our savior and also a place where you realize that art is kind of like a leveler uh, it could level, uh, we talk about this a lot, like creativity could sort of level differences mm-hmm. um, and unite. And so I think that was probably the first instance uh, where creativity kind of clicked for me. Um, but I had up strategy, so um, it's sort of like my way of getting close to the creatives. <laughs> as close as I can get. So yeah, um, and uh, I, work, I do that at Sidley for... Out quite a while, but I've also lived and worked all over the world.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you both yeah, for welcome. joining us and welcome to the show. So the two of you were on no. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you were on a panel today um, about essentially about not necessarily being from the states and how um, your worldliness contributes to leadership and creativity. Um, tell us a little bit about what that conversation or how that conversation went with you.
1: Um, yeah, so when we first um, got introduced through Cat, I just need to say this before I get into serious stuff, um, is that I kind of like, I, I knew about Alana because obviously the industry is very small and not a lot of women <laughs> work in our industry and leadership positions. And so I knew about her, but I then looked her up because I don't look at like people's pictures or anything. Cause I'm not a millennial, and um, and so I looked around. Sorry, her up. no, we, I love it. Please, I wish, um, I wish it was more like that. Um, and so I looked around and was like, I wonder why we were paired up. Is it because of our curly hair? Yeah, like, is that the reason? And it was like, there are like not that many women, but also not that many women. The curly hair, I was yeah. like, this is kind of amazing, anyway. So, it's because of our curly hair that we're changing the world, is what I'm trying to say. Amen. This is actually right. A large portion of the world has gone back Back
0: natural because (laughs) curls change lives. It's it's great. Curls do change lives.
1: Um, I I, for me honestly, it's like what it boils boils down to is that, um, if you have been um, sort of faced with a lot of uh, obstacles, um, and I also come from a privileged place. Like I, I, you know, I got a ticket, got on a plane, landed in Los Angeles. You know, it was not I wasn't like you know running away or wh- anything like that. So, but but you you are faced with obstacles. So you're displaced. You you don't know your place in the world. You don't speak the language. Um, I think I told um, Alana this um, yesterday. I had like a meltdown in front of an ATM machine um, because I didn't know what it was. Like it was it was like all these little things that we take for granted. Um, it was like I don't know what buttons do I push? Like what? Where is the cash? What? I, I, anyways all the Mm -hmm. things so you're you're kind of like at 19 you uh, grow up and really quickly and you have to take responsibilities and uh, because you're faced with a lot of obstacles because you don't know anything about the new place that you live in um also i had another responsibility which was my nine-year-old brother at the time who also came with me even though my mother was coming and going and staying with us and all of that stuff but she also had a lot of like language barriers and all of you know Mm -hmm. you guys know the whole deal you grow up and then you also start having a lot more empathy for others because mm-hmm. everyone is is treating you like the other mm-hmm. um it, but i think the turning point for me was um kind of after 9 11. um we were living in florida and obviously it was it was a pretty pretty scary um atmosphere um to be from you know an islamic republic whether you're a muslim or not it doesn't even matter um, and my brother and I were a little shooken up and a little scared. For you know, are we welcome here? Can we get to live in this neighborhood? Finish college, like mm-hmm. continue our lives or whatnot. And I remember this um, this this amazing neighbor of ours who uh, uh, was uh, a, 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 was a veteran. Um, they came over with uh, with uh, with casserole and uh and they're like i just want to let you know if your mom and dad are not here you can always count on us um we know it's scary and and i remember that day i was like okay Mm -hmm. all i can do is to be kind no matter who they are they might look scary to me they might like think that you know they might look like someone that doesn't like me or doesn't like my kind or whatever it is but it's just it's just leave with kindness and then everything will come so i think Uh, it's the most important thing it's like we talked about it it's like make your place make your office make your team like home like the way that you want your home Mm -hmm. to be and that mean what does that mean it's like keep it nice keep it kind Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know and open open those doors for belonging really that's that's where I come from
2: that's
0: beautiful Alana what about your approach to Mm. leadership
2: uh, you know what, I'm just going to pick up what you put down because I th- it's so beautiful. And we both said that, you know, if there was one one message of the several themes that we were talking about, belonging is central to it. Um, and uh, and o- being able to, you know, open your office, your agency, uh, like you're opening your home is a really big deal. It's a great analogy. The other great analogy is... Um, Sorry, that was very emotional for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you also know when you're home, and you also know when you don't feel like home. Uh, and uh, you know, you know when you feel not at home because your body kind of goes into danger mode. Yeah. You tend to kind of like go I- like withdraw in on yourself. But when you feel at home, you hang back. When you're full and you've eaten really well, like an amazing meal because you were made to feel at home, how do you sit? You recline and you lean into yeah. other people. Those are, um, that, those are the kind of places that we, those are the kinds of environments that we will create because those are the ones that belong in, um, in our industry. And, uh, like, I'll tell you a story, because I didn't get to tell it before, but it, I'll, I'll tell you there was a very, there's, a, there's always a memorable moment when you know you didn't belong because somebody made you feel out of, out of place, they threw something at you, they called you a dirty name, whatever. You know that very well. It stays with you. It's hard to let go. Similarly, when you know that you do belong somewhere, fucking hold on to it, because it's, um, it's gonna mean everything in terms of creativity. They're gonna, that runway will be paved for you. And um, you know, it was 2015, I think it was, it was before Saatchi, Saatchi was what, 16? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 2015 and Moscow was like cleaning up its act, mm-hmm. Like uh, oh, all of a sudden, all these like art exhibits were popping up, people were like using their voice and it seemed like Moscow was allowing people to be critical of, of that place. And we started getting calls um, to do work in in Russia. Probably I had something to do with it because of my last name. And we got called by this oligarch, oligarch, uh, um, and uh, and, and, uh, they were pitching for, uh, it was for a, Uh, jets private jets for like a b2b rebrand private jets for billionaires and like oddly we actually had experience in this not for russia i know we did
0: i raised the mic
2: to speak but i was like i have no experience in this tell me more i will tell you more um so we had done work for qatar uh airways and doing their programming and stuff and doing their work Content work in flight. We had like launched Learjet uh, to you know ultra high net worth individuals. It's very niche. So, so our our head of new biz was like, oh yeah, okay, we can, uh, you know, we should we should do that. The other agencies that are pitching, I won't name them, but like ones in London, ones in New York. Oh, and he really wanted to see you, Alana, and your CEO. My CEO's name is Bertrand, and uh, and I said, how much is it for? And he dropped he dropped the number and. I, like if you've ever done a rebrand before, the number was like four times like what you would get, right? For, and for and I was like, that that threw me off. And I was like, let me just do some digging. <laughs> so, so, Yes. Right? Yeah. right. This sounds really. So good. I'm like, let me make sure it's so sure. I'm not yeah. actually a hacker, however, yeah. like I'm really good at research, right? So, so I, so I'm like, let me research this, but I'm going to research it in Russian, right? Because the research that our new biz team they did it in English, it's all legit, da da da, whatever. So it takes me like about three hours to do the research in Russian, and in that three hours, I learned that. Um, basically, it's a shell co. It represents, in terms of earnings, like 0.05%. That's like legit, like B two B business. It's completely tied to government. That's sort of created a monopoly by like really just taking over, acquiring like uh, not in the best possible way all the other businesses, right? And. Two and then maybe another hour to learn that um, you know it was like two degrees separated from Putin, and uh, another part at, of the place where those the planes for the billionaires were being made was the same place where they were developing the planes to drop bombs on Syria. So mm-hmm. we get this, and remember, it's like four times what an average rebrand would be, right? And so. I write this back to our head of Biz Dev Global and to my CEO. And uh, and he go, and I'm like, I tell them all this, and I'm like, listen, I'm out. Like, there's no way I'm going to this, like zero. But I'm like, it's a lot of money. And let's face it, we've all been in agencies where, like, yeah. they're just going to be like, yeah, yeah, well, just that'll be a dirty little secret, and no problem, we'll be a bit positive, like all goes on, right? Right. So I'm like, uh, I don't know yet if this is that kind of place. And then I said, uh, you know, I don't know what to do, but I'm out on principles. And my CEO wrote back, like, one line, and he was just like, First of all, we're no prostitutes. (laughs) And second of all, we're certainly no assassins. You know what to do. Mm. So we let it go. And Mm. in that moment, I was like, this is my home. And Mm. then, like, my whole body kind of just relaxed in that way where you just know. And then after that, like, you're like, okay, now I know I could do certain things and it won't, you know what I mean? Like, I can take certain chances, I can take bigger chances because yeah Something like that so belonging is like probably our biggest
0: theme I, I love that analogy of home because at work we're there for 40 plus hours a week and if you work in these creative industries it could be more like 70 hours a week mm. so it is our home away from home so that's a place where you want to feel welcome where you want to feel included I mean even talking about your story about with the airline you don't want shitty people in your house So there's, yeah, you know, so there's this this idea of of home. I think it's something that a lot of agencies can really Mm -hmm. take back when they're thinking about being inclusive and Mm -hmm. being welcoming. How would you want your home to feel? Because it changes the narrative around what are we really trying to achieve when we talk about diversity and inclusion.
1: I mean, one of the things, honestly, like, I think – that I learned just recently by uh, being an Airbnb is even designing the physical space of an office, mm-hmm. where everyone feels that they belong, is so incredibly important. It's like. And I know it's like in Silicon Valley. It's like oh, it's just like the ping pong tables or whatever. It's not. A, it's none of that it's stuff. None of that stuff. It's, it's like that's stuff. but yeah, it's not. No, this stuff. but that's not like I don't want to play ping pong. I, I actually work. really don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to be comfortable. I want to feel confident, and I want to work. That's what I want to do. So there are some ping pong tables, yes, but like, <laughs> in general, though, it's designed with with like with the kitchen at its heart.
2: Mm. It's
1: where you come together to share a family meal is where the office starts and then
2: everything else is built around it we have um we've always had actually for the we've been around for 25 years and when we started we had like nobody and uh, we actually have chefs in in house so um it's all local food and we feed the people because you know when you feed the people you feel you feed their soul it's uh it's just that and uh, at the same, yeah, I think it's. I think everything I belongs that. around food and. and I also table.
0: believe everything revolves <laughs> yeah. around food, but I know you guys oh, have wow. to go. Plus, I know you guys have to go. But um, like. God, I almost wish we had, like, a full yeah. hour to talk to you we'll both. This us. is kind of sad, uh, so we're going to yes. have to schedule. We're going to have to we're come visit. Go on tour. We're yes. yes, you should. You should yes. take this act on the with road. With our bottle. Um, no, they don't yeah. have it. <laughs> and if you don't have it, then I'll bring the bottles. We'll be fine. Um, okay. But before you guys go, um, can you just give us something, or just leave us with some final words about what agencies or what leaders, maybe not as a full... Uh, institution. But as a leader, how can you make your team and your space feel like home?
1: Oh, that's a really good no, one. <laughs>
0: I just feel like you guys do it like so yeah. naturally. Like I'm listening to you speak mm-hmm. and you're so open and you guys just said you just recently met. Like this is like 17 years in the making. Like 17 years of friendship I'm in 2 sorry. weeks. Like what is it about you that makes what is it about your approach to leadership that makes people want to work with you?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, our personal approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, you know, not being, for me mostly, it's hard for me to talk about me versus the systems at Sidley. It's a lot easier for me to talk we about the systems, systems at Sidley. I just think <laughs> as a leader, you're an individual and you actually contribute to that a lot. So I think, I think that's important. I, you know the the one most important thing that I think we both talk about is uh, is creating the space for people to um, challenge each other and creating the systems that allow for those collisions to take place. And some of that might be architectural and how you place the furniture. At, in fact, in terms of how people walk into each other, um, it might be. Uh, in our case, uh, we design it for how we do mixed pods. Um, our mixed pods are mixed by people who are multicultural, who come from lo- lots of different places or have like had lots of different experience and people who have deep experience in a particular city. And then we purposely mix them together combined with their skill sets. So for example, um, I, like from a strategy standpoint, I'll have somebody that's... You know, a Paris exit and a British exit, um, but uh, they've lived in New York and uh, LA, and I throw them into Montreal, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll, uh, and then I'll, but that person is like uh, a generalist as a strategist, and then I'll take a creative technologist that's, um, you know, really deep into one of the other cities, and I'll sort of pair them on an issue, yeah. like on a product, and, and, that feeling of not saying you're an other or you're a person that fits in, it's just like a natural mix um, that uh, creates, you know, that creates this like place where you're just having conversations and you're just talking about deep things.
1: Very similarly, um, we I, I, I start every um, brief with a workshop, and the workshop is uh, designed to take you out of your comfort zone and maybe not even on topic. Um, everyone, almost everyone on the team, if they have time available, are invited to participate in the workshop and. And from there, um, I think people who have the most passion for the subject matter are the ones who end up leading the. Mm -hmm. um, So there is no ever no sense of competition. Like I would never put two teams against each other, you know, it's more about working together. We actually like do a lot of like improv. uh, processes too where it's like yes and and we build on each other's ideas and it's super uncomfortable yeah. if you've ever tried that it works. but it works so well all of a sudden you take this little tiny nugget and you build on it so if this idea like think about it it's like a family I mean you might not love each other or like each other but you are family you come back each other you will die for each other you will like fight for each other like all the great things it is it's just like not pitting people against each other is one of the most important things and i think that's that comes from like like leading with kindness and another thing that we talked about is really like the way that we sit physically and the way that we interact with each other face to face um i'll make sure that like every single person on my team has a one-on-one with me on bi-weekly basis which is like kind of intense but listen it's a time where they can just be themselves tell me how they feel no judgment there's none of that stuff so those are like little tools that i use but i also as i mentioned i think in our um, in our talk is, I'm really lucky to be working at a place where there's a system in place to like make these philosophies that make it actual practices. I
0: love it, mm-hmm. so with that,
1: uh, as
0: families do, sometimes we have to say ta-ta for now, but yeah. we'll be back. Trio. So thank You're you invited, like, you're invited the, to come, yes.
2: we will host uh, you.
0: Yes, yes I <laughs> love it. Ladies, we'll thank you wine. for joining us, um, and you guys, thanks for listening, and we'll be back with our next and last interview. Peace out.
2: Thank you.